Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to My Favorite Takeaway, the show for people who love food but can't always muster the effort to cook it. My name is Tom Crane. And as always, I'm joined by the wonderful, brilliant, interesting Simran Shah. The interesting was the sarcastic one, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, there was a slight delay before me. I was, I was struggling to find a third one, to be honest. It's just a generic adjective, mate. You can just go anything. Affordable. <laughs> Affordable Simran Shah. <laughs> available. The always available and always affordable Simran Shah. Uh, how are you, Sim? Are you well? I'm well. I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Actually, um, I posted a thing on our Instagram about this Indian food that I had this very, very authentic Kenyan Gujarati Indian place in Ealing. It looked great, that place. It was really great, but I was intimidated, really intimidated by it. So so why was it intimidating then? Well, it's intimidating, Crane, because whilst I look like an Indian and I I have the background and family of an Indian, and my tastes are Indian in many ways, I am not a proper full Indian, (laughs) okay? Okay. This place in Ealing was full of proper full Indians. And I felt like a stranger. An imposter. An imposter. And I could tell my uncle felt it a bit as well. Okay. <laughs> so I'm born and brought up in London my entire life. You're wearing your full Union Jack suit. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in and this old auntie type was there and she just spoke to me in Gujarati full blow immediately. And when I was just saying, yeah, I was just sort of agreeing with her. I could tell this moment where she said, it was an either-or question. You can't agree. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around about your, your sixth thumbs-up of the chat that she thought maybe this guy... <laughs> it's funny to say thumbs-up. Thumbs-up is a very popular brand of Coke in India. Ah, I did not know that. So that's interesting. So if you often you go to an Indian restaurant, will you find that the waiters will speak to you in Gujarati? Then you have to go, oh, I don't speak this. There's a lot of languages in India. The main one is Hindi. Of course, yeah. You mentioned it was a Gujarati restaurant. It was a Gujarati restaurant, yeah. So um, they did, but I think it's because they assumed that anyone who knows about this restaurant must be Uh, a proper, to their core, Indian. So I reckon even if you went in, they'd be like, oh, well, he's probably an English guy who's lived in (laughs) India for the past 40 years, whose father was running the Raj, was governor of some some state. (laughs) Who's this problematic young fellow? (laughs) It was very good. I would recommend it. Okay, great. And what's the name of the place? Arshers Africa in Ealing Road. Check that out. Now, Sim, uh, as always, our wonderful listeners have been sending us lots of correspondence. What has caught your eye this week? So we had an email from Carly who said, Hi, Sim, Ren and Tom. Love the show. 
Oh. I live in NYC. That's New York City. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I've seen it on the T-shirts. I know the place. <laughs> I've watched Friends. I live in New York City and a new restaurant opened in my neighborhood recently. It's named Thai Food Near Me in what I can only assume is an attempt <laughs> to rank high in Google searches. I was curious if you or your listeners had come across any other marvels of modern marketing and takeaways. That's amazing. She's also added a screenshot of it, which we'll put up on our Instagram. Proof that it exists. Thai Food Near Me. You know, that they've got a second branch uh, in a really remote uh, location called Thai Food Nowhere Near You. Do you know that? That's Sarah. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> Here right. we go. And they've actually said, you're like this. Here we go. They've got one in a third location, a third location, which is between the two, which is called Thai Food, which is quite near you, but not near enough that you'll use us regularly. <laughs> you having that? I actually really enjoyed that. Good, clean family fun. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. That was good, clean family fun. Have you got any other suggestions for marvellous marketing for takeaways? Send them in. I can see the sort of logic to that. There's there's one near me. It's not a Thai place, which is a pizza place, which is called Pizza on Time, which I've always found quite funny. That's good. I do kind of get that because a lot of the frustration of takeaways, you're sat there for ages going, when the hell is this going to turn up? There's no sort of comment on whether it's good pizza, but the punctuality of the pizza does matter. But actually, Sim, I've had a little think as to names for takeaway places that adhere to this sort of information-heavy title, like Thai food near me, (laughs) pizza on time, okay? I've come up with four. I'm going to run them past you. Tell me if you think these would be good names for takeaways, okay? (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. This is important, because whichever you go for, I'm going to plough all my money into, and I'm going to make it happen. First one is a five-star hygiene kebab. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah. I presume it would have its own printed off A4 certificate on the wall. Of course, of course. And that certificate would be part of the sign as well. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a nice idea, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, a, a burger place called Our Chips Travel Well. What's <laughs> <laughs> on that? I like that because it is, of course, the main problem with ordering burger takeaways. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They become wet and soggy in the bag. A chicken shop called It's 3am, We're Your Only Option. I think that it could not just be a chicken shop, though. What would that be? It could be anyone. It could be. <laughs> Almost a bit blue, isn't it? It was a, bit, a little bit blue. It could be a bar. Let's, let's go with that. Bar. It could be yeah, a bar, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> this one would require quite a, um, quite a wide takeaway with quite a long sign. It's called Chinese that definitely gives you prawn crackers so you don't have to order them. That's what it's called. <laughs> Because if I'm going through Deliveroo and I see that one, I go, oh, that is good. Well, that saves me the stress of whether the prawn crackers are going to turn up. Well, I would also want the same thing for an Indian restaurant to say that this comes with papad, so you don't need to worry about it. Or I'm very into this one. Which are you going for? Choose one. I think my favourite is it's 3am and I'm your only option. There you go. I like it. And I'm looking for 500 grand for a 15% investment in this. (laughs) I don't know if you're interested. (laughs) Email me. I think this is a really good... Area, if any of you have seen crazily named takeaways near you, or if you have ideas for names for takeaways that you think would get people purring and get people pouring through the door, we want you to send them to us. You can email us on hello at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast.com, or you can follow us on Instagram on myfavoritetakeaway and send us a DM as the kids do there. We'd love to hear from you, your feedback and your comments and your emails are always most welcome now sim who have we got coming up today we have a very funny comedian who was a winner on the eighth series of taskmaster has appeared on qi would i lie to you cats countdown hypothetical russell howard's good news and live at the apollo it is lou sanders and 
It was really enjoyable. I really enjoyed our chat with Lucy. She's very, very funny. I'd say this is one of our favourite chats we've had with anyone. I absolutely loved it. Lou is so funny uh, and what a joyous person to spend time with. I, just, I loved it. I think people will really enjoy this one. Yes, I think so too. And you can also see her live because she's performing on the 21st of April in a show called Big Wigs, Big Teeth with Luke McQueen. Uh, and if you just Google Lou Saunders, Big Wigs, Big Teeth, you can book now for tickets to see her show. We are joined by the very, very funny Lou Sanders. Thank you so much, Lou, for doing this. You're in a room mm. and you've ordered some food. You have refused to come to my house because you've heard the rumours. <laughs> so what's wrong with your house? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Crane? Well, there's, there's nothing that's been confirmed by the police, but there's rumours, aren't there? That there's, there's, you wouldn't want to check under the floorboards, is what I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm just here on my own, eating on my own. Two cats, like a woman of a, of a certain age <laughs> and a certain relationship status. Uh, and I'm actually fine with that. <laughs> you, you very kindly sent me around a takeaway, but you didn't send me the code as a little prank. Yeah, so we've had a nightmare, haven't we? I'm so sorry about this. It's not been the best start, has it? No. So I panic if I don't tip the delivery drivers, I feel really bad. And I wasn't sure if someone else is buying your dinner, you can't also expect them to tip the delivery driver. So I panicked thinking, oh God, I've got to tip him. And I could only find pound fifty in change, which is insulting. So then I gave him a packet of fags. So I gave him... <laughs> well, sorry, sorry. Tonight you gave him a packet of fags. Did you genuinely give him a packet of fags? Well, I swear Did to God you? I gave him a packet of Marlboros. She just assumed you might be a smoker. Well, I said, look, I'm so embarrassed. Someone else has booked me this takeaway. I don't know if they've tipped. And this is all the change I've got, but do you smoke? It was tragic. You gave him cigarettes. Yeah. This isn't prison. I know, I know. <laughs> You're trading cigarettes for food. <laughs> That's incredible. No, but he did smoke, so he's quite pleased. Then he opened his visor and a puff of smoke came out of the visor and you realise I've chosen the right guy. But then also the cigarettes, it wasn't quite a full packet. They've been two taken. So I said, I've got to level with you. I have taken two. Did he take the cigarettes? He did take the cigarettes. Yeah. Of course he did, because they're about 12 quid for a pack of cigarettes. But that is still mad. In three series, that is the most bizarre thing that anyone has ever done. I don't have a code, but here's some camel lights. Okay, so you, so you gave him the cigarettes, but then that wasn't the only issue, was it? So what, what also happened? So then that's like so embarrassing that you've given someone like a pound and some 20p's and a packet of cigarettes with two missing that you just sort of think, well, just shut the door and get on with your life. But no, we stood there and made small talk for about seven minutes while someone came <laughs> tried to give me the code. <laughs> So he refused to give you the food because you didn't have the code. But so basically, our, I should explain, our producer books the food very kindly. We send across what the guests want and our producer mm. very kindly sort it all out. There's a big change with Deliveroo, which is now when food comes to your door, you have to give a code to get it, which I think is a bit intense. Not always, by the way. Not always. It's sporadic. Is it sporadic? It's completely arbitrary who, who gets a code and doesn't get a code. I still don't really understand it. Yeah. This is new to me that it's sporadic, so it's not consistent. Mm -mm. It's not consistent, no. He's got the hang of the word sporadic, this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got a dictionary for Christmas. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> okay, so, so you had to give the code, but you didn't have the code. Wouldn't it be enough, though? Wouldn't it be enough than to say, if you can guess what's in the bag, you can have it? Because there's, there's such a huge lottery of foods it could be. Isn't that enough? They also shouldn't have said, do you want to guess what's in the bag? They should say, do you want to tell me what's in the bag rather than guess? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I guess if it's McDonald's, it's likely to be 
a burger and chips. Yes, that's very true. But he would then push you and say, what burger? Yeah, and I and I would say, you've got your cigarettes. No, piss on. <laughs> <laughs> you snatch it from the door. Sorry, did you give him the cigarettes before you you had the seven minutes of small talk? Yes. <laughs> right. So what, 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 what did you cover in the seven minutes? Uh, he looked at the bookshelf and said, oh, do you like science fiction? He looked at the bookshelf? So he came in? No, no, he didn't come in, but... The bookshelf's the first thing you see. I want people to know that, yeah, I've got some books when they come in. You'll read it. Yeah. Just the seven minutes of small talk, really. It might have been slightly less, actually. It felt like seven. It was probably one. Okay, okay. And did you feel there was a connection there? Did it feel like something you're... I wouldn't say we'll see each other again. <laughs> <laughs> but never say never. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, of course. But you did get the food in the end. Yeah, he was lovely. Well, so you, you, you gave the code, finally, and then you got, in return... Your takeaway. So I thought that I'd ordered from this like bougie little, I, I thought I'd go somewhere different. Yeah. And I thought I'd ordered from this like vegan sushi place that was like this little independent sushi place. And what it was, was yo sushi in the end. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. So you sent me a crazy vegan sushi is what you sent me from Marlebone. Yeah. With 4.8 rating out of 500. It's pretty good. But that isn't what it is. It's, it's yo sushi. Yeah. How do you know it's your sushi? Uh, the bag is your sushi, the napkin is your sushi. <laughs> there is a chance, Lou, after all this code stuff, that you have got someone else's meal. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we were able to push it through without the code is yeah. a problem. Because someone has sat elsewhere going, why the hell have I got this sushi? Which isn't what I asked. It is an unusual order. I'd be surprised. It's vegan sushi, nine pieces. That's not that unusual. And seaweed salad. So it seems unlikely. So vegan sushi is something is I'm not vegan, so I, it's not something I I'm, I know I've ever tried. Although I would be willing to give it a go. What is vegan sushi? What, what, good what have you got in front of me? <laughs> I'd be I'd, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That Who are you? Piers Morgan over here. Like 1999. No, sorry. So what, what is vegan food? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> And why? Well, me and the wife went vegetarian in 2010 for five days. And that'll do me. It's like your normal sushi, I guess, but without the fish. Is sushi your go-to no. takeaway chore? No. Okay, no, it's not. Never. That was a very quick no. Why have you chosen this as your favourite takeaway? To impress you. <laughs> also, I didn't realise it was supposed to be my favourite takeaway. <laughs> Yes, it's supposed, yeah, it's not just supposed to be any takeaway. It's supposed to be. Well, the show is called My Favourite Takeaway. Yeah, and guess what? I've listened to the show as well. It's good that we're hitting through to listeners. Yeah. To be fair, I think our guests don't always off order their favourite takeaway. They just order the takeaway that they feel like they want to have on that particular mm. evening. That's very true. So have you ordered what, what, what you want to have tonight? Yeah, oh, for sure. The issue is I always go to this one place called Fotai, and it's so nice, but I order that all the time. And it's like the first Lizzo album. I put myself off it because I listen to it too much. And it's exactly the same with Fotai. They're a victim of their own success. Lizzo's an artist, Tom. Oh, I know, I know, okay. I know. I was, I was thinking about a slow type on them, but I left yes. it alone to show oh, you how cool Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> Very gorgeous. Don't you, don't you come to me with uh, <laughs> Judge me with my music standing. Can I just tell you why I didn't want a Fotai? Otherwise, I would have ordered from my favourite restaurant, but we had a curry the night before. Luke made a curry, and so I was really curried out because we had it for lunch the next day, and I couldn't face another one. So I'm sorry I didn't hold ah. my favourite, but this is my new favourite. But you also messaged me earlier with, 
your initial order this this morning was for a pizza. Yeah. A truffle pizza, which you then retracted. So I did you want to go for something more healthy, yeah. which also we haven't had before. So what so what happened there? What was the, the backtracking? I had a look down at my stomach and I thought, no, you can't have another truffle pizza. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to rein this in. Can I ask a question about about the truffle pizza? Mm. Did the truffle pizza have a white base or a tomatoey base? That is a very good question, and it is a tomatoey base. It's a tomatoey base, mm. yeah. What are you thinking? I'm not a fan of the non-tomatoey based pizzas. No. I sometimes think I should have one because it feels artisanal or whatever, mm. and, then and then I regret the choice immediately. Don't follow the crowd, Sim. Thank you, and I won't. It's the sort of thing like you'd like you'd like people sort of overhear you ordering in a restaurant, and then it would come and you'd be, just regret it. But you'd think you'd have that moment where people heard you at the table as you were saying it to the waiter, and it sounded pretty cool. Mm. But no, I do agree. I think it lacks a bit of wetness often without the tomato base. It's just basically just dry, arid bread. Thank you, Tom. Coming in and telling us the big facts, because that is true. And I hadn't thought of it like that, but it's you're bang on the money there. <laughs> and I'm brave enough to, to put my foot down and say no more, no more. So, so vegan sushi then, vegan sushi. Me, t- t- take me through. So, so what's what are the fillings in the vegan sushi you've got in front of you? What, what have you got? Well, I, what I like is kind of fake, fake stuff. So this is like fake salmon. I hold it up to the camera. Fake salmon. Oh, and that's a bit of fun because you feel like you're having the real thing, but no one's harmed. And does it taste like salmon? Or have you eaten fish before? Have you always been vegan? It tastes exactly like carrot. <laughs> that might be carrot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In the same way that a, a carrot is a fake goldfish when you're doing a prank yeah. on your kid, that sort of thing, is that working? I think this bit is, is salmon. Hang on. That looks like a carrot. Mm, that's salmon. But it might be made oh. from carrot, flavoured with okay. salmon. <laughs> Do your partners like the same takeaway as you? Oof. I think we've never been asked that question before. I am very emotionally intelligent and I ask the hard hitting questions. Someone stick me in Margaret Parkinson's chair. Is that his name? <laughs> I'm imagining in the seven minutes of awkward silence between you and the delivery driver, you, you, you asked him that as well. <laughs> Just all broke the silence after three minutes. Um, so interestingly enough, may not be interesting, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. So Claire and I will often order from different places, such is our wants being so sort of profoundly different. Mm. So, yeah, so she really often we go for quite different things, really, which I'm aware is probably a lot of people think is ridiculous. I think Hannah does like broadly the same stuff. But ultimately, I do have a sort of childlike enthusiasm for pizza takeaway. Mm. And I don't think she shares that quite the same way. So, and I think that can be quite overbearing. What, her or you? Probably me. Okay. So what, how does this excitement show itself? What, what's happening? I want to get a pizza. Mm. You... <laughs> it's usually the tone, my pitch, mm. the fact that I jump up and down. Mm. The glasses in the flat are sort of vibrating. <laughs> vibrating. <laughs> Top C. So can I ask another question, which is what's the most common takeaway you order, do you think? One of my favourites that I was in a real habit of doing was Eritrean. Eritrean. So what dishes do you order from this place? There's one for two people, but little tip, it does feed four. They've got this lemony pancake that's got no gluten in it and you just shove everything in the middle and you eat with your hands and I love it. But I have been broken up with, I think, because of the way I eat. Oh, well, one man didn't sleep Ooh. with me because he saw me eating. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> First of all, I refuse to believe that someone would break up with you, Lou. That's absolutely insane. Well, no, two different things. I think one, I think... I had a relationship and it was sort of on the rocks anyway. And then I made the worst sandwich in the world. And I think that was the final straw. 
Okay, there's quite a lot to unpack here, which, mm. which I just, I just rewind a bit and just yeah. ask about. You said he broke up with you because he saw you eating with your hands. No, okay, so it's two different stories. So one is a relationship on the rocks. I made the worst sandwich in the world and we split up shortly after that. What, what were the exact parts of this sandwich? I do really want to know exactly what the worst sandwich in the world is. Yeah, mayonnaise, salad cream, quite a lot of it, hummus, crisps. <laughs> now I think of it, that is terrible. Some other bits I can't remember, but they're, they're the worst defenders. I'm not so sure. It's got mm. a bit of crunch. It's got a little bit of wetness. He fell sick shortly after. <laughs> well, he ate it. Well, to say he ate it is exactly because he ate about two bites of it. And said this is the worst sandwich ever, and I feel. And, and then he just walked. Did he just walk out? He just walked into the sea. <laughs> walked into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Last story. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and you mocked up your tears with what was yeah. left of the sandwich yeah and then the uh and then the other the other uh so so this me and this guy were flirting he came around for dinner i eat so fast and i was sort of like i ate really really fast and then was sort of clearing everything away while he was still having his dinner and i think he was just <laughs> and then my flatmate was like witnessed the whole thing and was like that was mad like there was no <laughs> air of like you know romance in the air because i just ate like a pig, cleared everything away and was sort of, and he was like, actually, I think I'm going to go. And also, also your flatmate was there watching <laughs> as well. <laughs> Which I would say is, is rule number one of a romantic dinner, maybe ask the flatmate to leave. <laughs> Making notes yeah. in the corner. So, so what, why do you eat quickly and how quickly do you eat? So fast. Like we went out for a roast dinner, a few friends the other day. I had eaten all of mine and it still took them another 25 minutes to finish. They, they'd eaten one potato basically and I cleared the whole plate. Do you think he was intimidated by you, Luke? Yeah, it must be that. Anytime uh, no one wants to know, I'm just like, don't like a strong woman, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Baguette hanging out my mouth. Huh? Don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't appreciate a strong woman when you're doing one. Do you at any point when you're eating really fast, and I ask this because it is something I do, I, I eat really, really quickly, and then about halfway through the meal, I think, whoa, what am I, what am I doing? Mm. And then I have a moment of like an out-of-body experience. I go, what the heck, stop. And then I will slow down. But for the first half of every meal, I hit it like I'm in a competition. Yeah. I have less of a problem with people who eat fast. I have no problem. I have no problem at all. Uh, I'll tell you what's quite it's really difficult. Um, Ellis James, as you know, uh, is a lovely man, but he is the slowest eater in the world. Oh. He is unbelievable. So if you go for food with him, it'll be like an hour after everyone else has finished and he's still moving the last bit of pasta around his plate. Come on, mate. What are you guys eating, by the way? This is basically mukbang. We're just watching you eat. Mukbang? What the hell is mukbang? Oh, you need to get into it. It's amazing. It's, It's an internet phenomenon and it's people who just eat meals and talk a bit about the meal or often don't bother saying anything. And then there'll be like 15 million people have watched this person. It's huge in Korea. Wow. It's massive. In Korea, apparently it's a thing where uh, there's a problem with loneliness. And so a lot of people will watch someone else eat a meal as they eat their meal. There's a degree of sort of just sort of like it feels like you're sharing a meal with someone. That's one of the reasons it became quite popular. Wow. There. I like the ones where people talk about their, their food. I just find that quite, I find it really, really, really relaxing. So let's do that now. Do you want to discuss the food you're eating? What, what are you thinking of the food you're eating? Is it enjoyable? Is it nice? Oh, it is lovely. This sushi is so good because it's got crispy bits inside it. And you've got to admit, different textures is a real great sensation. Mm. I do mummy beans. You know, if you share a meal with people, have you ever eaten an old edamame bean from the wrong part and thought it was a new one? Someone else has chewed. Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. At first touch, it's cold and mm. wet and a bit slip- slippery. Mm. And it's slippery because someone else uses it to whoop. 
it's, getting that bean out. It's a nightmare feeling, isn't it? It's stringy and it shouldn't be that stringy yet. Mm. You've just popped it in your gob and you don't know who, if you're eating with family, that's a nightmare. Do you enjoy edamame beans? Because I don't know if I do. I think I like the salty casing, but I think the actual bean itself I find unsatisfying. Well, now you've said that, I've always liked them up until now, and now I'm, t- I'm starting to doubt myself. Simran, could you just sort of maybe just suck on the casing then? Maybe is that maybe not not pop the bean out? I would <laughs> happily just suck on the casing. Yeah, but the casing's a bit weirdly hairy. I find is there's a slight downiness to a edamame bean. It has sort of like slightly downy quality to it, slight hairiness, mm. very very subtle. You've put me off. You have to have a very cultured mouth to pick up on that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to you have to suck it with the hair, not against it, so you don't feel the bristles brushing up against you. I can close my eyes and you can put any bean in my mouth and I can tell you what bean it is. No. That's my, my party trick. And I do it at like house parties and stuff. Everything is really cool. Why have they got five beans knocking around at a house party? <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely not true. But I, I, kind of, <laughs> I quite like the idea. That might be my thing. I, I have something, Lou. Can I ask you? It's very similar to that. I've got a business idea. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I would just start eating now, Lou. This is your cue to sit back. <laughs> I've had this idea knocking around for generally about six years. Mm. And I've drawn a prototype for it and i feel nervous saying it on the podcast in case someone nicks it Aww. okay i say i've drawn a prototype mm. i drawn it i drew it on the drawing app on my phone mm. i've got a real problem in restaurants with the cores of olives when you eat an olive the pips the seeds mm. how disgusting they are it, i think it's so weird that you have a situation where you people are putting the inside of something they've chewed just in a bowl in the middle of the table for everyone to look at. I know what you mean. And I think it's absolutely disgusting. I know what you mean, yeah. Here's my big idea. It's like a, it's a large porcelain olive with a hole in the top that you put them in there so nobody has to look at them. That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, get that sold to yeah. Wagamamas, etc. Exactly. And there's a, there's a little sort of holding plate at the bottom where the olives go in before you've, mm. before you've chewed them. Do you really think there's something in that? I don't need to be told anymore. I've fully got it. Yeah, I've fully got it. Because the thing that I don't like the most is if someone hasn't cleanly eaten the whole olive. Yeah. So mm. that, that, that pip has still got a bit of flesh on it mm. because someone's been a bit too lazy to scrape it off with their teeth. Mm. So I, I don't mind a really cleanly uh, removed pip from an olive, but one that's still got some green on it. No, thanks. All black. Yeah, absolutely. So how are you going to get this up and running? Well, you need yeah. sort of like, I think you need like an online Instagram campaign, which kind of reminds people of how disgusting that is, really get people talking about it. And then you'd need a potter to make a prototype. And then I'd, I haven't really worked it through completely, but uh, <laughs> you need to make a way to make to mass produce them, but they, they also look pretty. And I like the idea that it's, it's kind of has a sort of, slightly handmade potted feel to it. I really have thought about this at great length. I think now's the time for action, because if you're going to put it on the podcast, <laughs> I think someone could snaffle that. Um, so let, let's talk about Takeaway Growing Up then. Let's take us back. Let's go back through the field of time. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> the millennium bug. Let's, let's go further mm. back than that. Let's keep going. Okay, it's, it's Euro 96. Mm. <laughs> Root cut jeans. It's Kylie Minogue. It's instant whip pudding. <laughs> it's whipped pudding, exactly. So growing up, mm. as you did, in the pudding. late 90s, uh, uh, what did you, uh, what, was, what sort of takeaways did you have? Did, your, did you ever get them growing up? A bit earlier, I think. 
I'm older than you think. I know. I, I was kind of giving you a sort of. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But no, people do think I'm a lot younger than my age. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. I just thought you were one of them that thought I was a okay. lot no, younger. No, I, I, <laughs> I love the emphasis. I would be. I've just known you for long enough. I'm very young presenting, and it's important to get that across on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, growing up in the 2000s in the noughties. Um, <laughs> Oh, my parents didn't spend money on anything. Like, they had a poverty mentality, but it's often of the time as well. My mom and stepdad would never dream of getting a takeover. We didn't once get a takeaway. We didn't really eat out. Anyway, you went, take sandwiches with you, that kind of thing. But my real dad, complete opposite. So we went to go and see him. The once a year we went to go and see him. We could have whatever we wanted. At one point, he had a fish and chip shop and a news agent's two doors down in Wales. We'd get, like batter sausage for lunch, fish and chips for dinner, as many sweets as we wanted from the news agents. It was a complete opposite. It was great. So, so, you, so you didn't see him that often, but these days when you did, it would be this huge sort of banquet. Mm. <laughs> he splashed out. He splashed out. He didn't give a shit of what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what would you get on that one day of the year when you can go mad? You'd, what, what were you... Um... Basic stuff. You, I didn't yeah. like pizza when I was a kid, though. I didn't like Coca-Cola and I didn't like pizza and I didn't know what the fuss was about. I was like, why are all these kids obsessed? Like, their palate is basic. <laughs> <laughs> What did you like? Well, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> in calzone. <laughs> I did like battered sausages and stuff, so actually not that sophisticated a palate, really. Mm. Cheesy chips. I'm a huge fan of battered sausage. Mm. Is, there, is there a vegan kind of equivalent to that? There is now, but there wasn't back in the day. And what is the, what is a vegan equivalent to, to that? So it would be a vegan sausage, battered. You've got it in one. You've got it in one there. <laughs> You've got it. You got it all by yourself for that one. <laughs> Somebody's done his research. <laughs> he's had a tough day, but he's got it on one. <laughs> Ever the professional. Okay, so growing up, you didn't have many, but what about, did you, did you go to uni? Did that Was there a point in your life when you did start to get takeaways? And when was that? Did she go to uni? He wants to know. <sighs> did yeah. she go to she uni? Because you seem like you did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Have you ever heard of the <laughs> establishment Royal Holloway? <laughs> 47th, ranked 47th in yep. England. I know this because I looked it up the other day. There's 99 alumni and uh, I'm not in there. And um, Isabel Fayers, I think she did improv for about a year. She's in there. But to be honest, I did go to my ball and crawled around like an Egyptian cat high on drugs. So you can understand where they've made certain choices. Amazing. And, and was this a time where you were enjoying the delights of the Holloway Road as, uh, and the takeaways there? Well, I just got like chips at the end of the night. I wasn't like the connoisseur that I am today getting yo sushi delivered to the door. We've had a lot of guests who at uni basically went one of two ways. Mm. They either, that's where they started to learn how to cook for themselves mm. or they learned how to order a lot of takeaways. Where would you say you were on that balance? I didn't want to spend any of my money on fashions or food. I wanted to spend it all on booze and drugs. At the time, I've cleaned yeah. up my act, don't drink anymore. Like, I remember, like, someone had a really nice jumper on and they got it from Bay Trading. And I said, like, oh, <laughs> you won't remember Bay Trading, but it was a girly thing. But I was like, oh, how much is your jumper? And she was like, £35. And I was like, Pfft. I was like, I'm spending that on a jumper. But I'd spend that on a night out, but I wouldn't spend it on good food. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's tragic, really. Nowadays, I love food and I... Like it was such a good way to spend money. Where where I don't drink as well, 
like I love a good yes. meal. I get very sad if I can't, like if you go abroad and there's not really much vegan stuff or you can't go gluten-free if you're having a little moment. And it's really annoying if you have to split the bill and all you've had is like rice because there's nothing else and everyone's drinking cocktails. And you're like so sad. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I just want some nice food and you're just having rice. So are you completely gluten-free then? No, like I do cheat. Like when I go snowboarding on Monday, I'll probably cheat on veganism a bit i'll probably go vegetarian okay and i'll probably go gluten because like what can you do you've got to live your life so what's the connection between snowboarding and going you can't be up the slopes and be like if you if you're up the slopes you can't be like they haven't even got soya milk it's crazy and it turns me into a spoiled little princess because i just think like (laughs) nowadays people were like dairy intolerant that's a thing it's not that hard to buy another milk that lasts a month yeah 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 like come on and when did you turn vegan? Turn vegan. Turn vegan makes it sound like it just, it wakes up, it, it just happens in a moment. You're out for a walk and suddenly you turn vegan. And when were you diagnosed? Yeah. Is there anything you can do about it long term? Um, I don't know, like maybe like five years. I know, I, I'm not very good with dates and times and stuff. I actually, sorry, I can't about the date for when you turn, then the reason for why. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not the interesting question. So was it October or September that you... It's because Simran saw you eating a steak in January 2018. He wants to see whether... Just want to make sure. Was it a leap year or... No, I went vegetarian at 13, so I haven't eaten meat since 13. Like, unless someone gives it to me by accident and then I'm sick in my mouth. So I really don't like the idea of meat, but the other stuff's a bit easier to cheat on. So we're talking about restaurants. Obviously, you love food. Uh, what, what's, what's the best? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you love food. You take Is there for a granted. particular meal? <laughs> imagine, imagine that's the first thing you say. Well, obviously, you love food. <laughs> Sit yourself down if you can. I can tell from your, from your passion and the way you talk about food, Sit you clearly love food. So is there a particular meal that you remember in your life that really sort of was one of the first meals that properly blew you away or a restaurant you went to or something like that? Oh, I don't No, I'll tell you when I was a really little kid. I don't think this is the question, but I won't let that stop me. <laughs> Feel free to ignore my questions and just give better answers to what would have been the more interesting questions. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So two, So when I was really little, my mum used to make these baked potato shells, scoop out all the baked potato and put cheese and bacon in and ketchup and then put it back in and that was me and my brother's favorite meal we couldn't believe how good it was it's also something really nourishing about your mum making your favorite meals oh she <laughs> does love us <laughs> i mean this is nothing compared to the fish and chip extravaganza i'm gonna have a dance tomorrow but <laughs> still but um i went to do some gigs somewhere uh somewhere foreign luxembourg in the end oh, yeah. uh, after i've done those gigs <laughs> well have you done the gigs I have done those gigs, yeah. No, it's just one, and it was Luxembourg Festival. Yeah, one gig. Yeah, one gig. Oh. I've, done, I've done that one, yeah. Hold on. For people who aren't comedians, what do you mean by you've done that one gig in Luxembourg? Sorry, is so it... you haven't played Luxembourg? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Luxembourg pop. <laughs> we talk all things Luxembourg. <laughs> you just pop over for one gig, but it's in this theatre, and then uh, the gig's fine, but the meal afterwards is absolutely lush. <laughs> we d- I didn't get a meal afterwards. <laughs> Um, oh, there was no yeah. meal. So I was one of the <laughs> early people braving it out there. I was one of the the, the um, canary. That's it. You mm-hmm. send down the mine. I was sent out to see whether it was doable. They gave you a meal afterwards, a banquet. 
Oh my god! And I cheated on. I, cheat, I had like this pasta with this cheese sauce. That, you know when they've got the big wheel of cheese and they yeah. scoop out the inside and they they do it all in front of you. And I just thought, oh, sod it! I'll just like cheat on veganism. I couldn't stop thinking about that pasta for about two weeks. It was insane. And it was a promoter that he took you to that. Yeah, sorry to say. I just had a really depressing flashback, genuinely, mm-hmm. to after the gig, walking around the streets of Luxembourg on my own, looking for a, oh, a burger gig no. or a kebab shop. Literally, wow. Get back out there, because I don't think it is the same gig, because I think it was a new, like, festival. So, okay, so mine, was, mine wasn't mine was in a, a theatre, actually. Mine was yeah. down in this sort of kind of cool, uh, you know, like a cellar, sort of place that you wouldn't pass any fire egg. It was quite cool. Oh, no, no, no. Different gig, different gig. Of course you were eating Burger King. Probably probably a smaller capacity. Come on, get real. This was high end. You're lucky to get anything. I'm surprised they pay your flights, Tom. This Italian man was just like filling up everyone's wine glasses. Phil Wang was there. He loves a bit of meat. They were like carving up like the best meat for Phil. We were living like kings. All right, Lou. Mm, Sorry. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Get the point. Different gigs though. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about the way you order. What what sort of takeaway order are you? Are you an over-orderer? Are there there, there things that really bother you that that you'll always do when you order? Are you particular about certain things? You know that I said I ordered from the same thing, faux tie all the time, and I got bored of it. That was also because I had the same order in and I just kept repeating the order. I'd ordered two dinners accidentally. And then every time I did it, I was like, oh, another two dinners. And I forgot. So it's two curries two rices and two lots of spring rolls but then I had it for lunch the next day so it's actually quite clever yeah so that I like I do think I over order because then you can save some for lunch the next day okay I'd much rather over order yeah yeah one of our guests Simon Rimmer told us that he when he orders a pizza takeaway and leaves it uh, for the next day he doesn't put it in a fridge he just leaves it out it troubles me that when you pack up the takeaways when you finish, are you very specific about putting them in a fridge and putting them more neatly? Because I find myself now, if there's one bit of Tupperware that's got, say, half of a veggie dish in it, I'll just pour everything else in it. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it becomes yeah. a big old mix yeah, in yeah. one bowl. Lovely. Yeah. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. And then just yeah. heat, heat it up in the wok the next day or something, you know. Irres- irrespective Respect. of what food it is. Is that pizza slice in that wok? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just whatever it is is getting eaten in the wok. Soup in the wok one time. <laughs> it's got to be. So what about your service station takeouts? Because anyone who's listening who doesn't know the life of a stand-up, the life of a stand-up is not often all glamour. A lot of it is sort of pulling over at a service station, mm. trying to have enough food that isn't going to make you feel sick before you do a gig. What is your service station go-to takeout? What are you getting? It's a Greg's vegan sausage roll. And I know it's not gluten-free. I know it's not. That was such a quick answer. I loved it. I love that. You know exactly what it is Mm, that you like. it's, It's just enough to see you through. Is it? And are you dipping it into anything? No. God, no. Pure? No, pure. Pure. No ketchup? Uh, No, they don't tend to give you ketchup with the Min Greg's, do they? Do they not? No, but you, they, they do have little sachets. You can take them if you want. Really? And I always do that. So if I get the sausage Free roll, I'll always get the ketchup. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, I've just been shoplifting you <laughs> for the last five years. Angela Barnes, check this out. If you, she, oh, has, yeah. she bought a contraption for her car, which clips in, which holds the ketchup dip wow. for when she goes to McDonald's or whatever. She has a, she has a ketchup holder. Wow. 
for stand-up dedication. When you're eating the Greg sausage roll, mm. the, the vegan sausage roll, how clean are you with the crumbling pastry? Because I'm not no. I'm not a clean eater. But I've eaten it by the time I get back to the car. So that's... that's Have you? Okay, yeah. so it's straight... Oh, that's nice. Yes. Are you... <laughs> Are you taking the roll straight out the bag and it's just... Never. It's just roll in mouth? Or is no, it, is no. the bag wrapped around the roll? The bag's doing a little bit of the work, it's doing a bit of the heavy lifting, but it's not going to be long before I'm sort of, you know, eking out the last bit. I was speaking to our old producer, Michael, on Saturday, and he was saying that <laughs> his friend would get two sausage rolls, one which he would heat in the oven, the other he'd keep cold, then he'd take the pastry layer off the top of the hot one, scoop out the innards, take the pastry layer out of the cold one, scoop out the innards and swap the innards so that when you're biting into it, you're getting hot and cold, hot and cold. And apparently that's like an absolute game changer. That's that's the future of sausage rolls, he was saying. And he'd killed three women. (laughs) (laughs) And his calling card is a sausage, a a hot and cold sausage roll left on the ground (laughs) next to his victims. Yeah, apparently it's what he does. Apparently it's, it's the texture of hot and cold. But I think it feels something a bit bleak if you catch yourself scooping out the middle of a sausage roll to replace it. It just feels like yeah. a moment in your life you have to think, what am I doing? Please put her head in her hands <laughs> at the thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing myself? Can I ask another question, which is, you, you eat the sausage roll. I'm getting quite into the sausage roll element of it. But and you eat the sausage roll before you get into the car because the sausage roll is so delicious and I can't wait until you get in the car. Mm. But does that mean that you tend to not eat takeaways in the car if you're on the road or do you not mind doing that well i've got a honda jazz 2011 hello yes so you can do what the hell you like in that car (laughs) and you can do what the hell you like to the outside of it which i have it's bashed to smithereens so yeah i don't really mind what anyone eats in it fair enough Mm. i've got a quick read from our sponsor here which is sausage rolls uh i just want to remind our listeners that sausage rolls are available <laughs> everywhere they're a tasty snack they're easy to carry do enjoy sausage rolls sausage okay rolls. so uh <laughs> let's talk about on the way back from a gig or you talk about being a party animal at university it's mm. 2 a.m you're on your way back home you're hammered or you're exhausted what is your go-to 2 a.m takeaway well that was just a cheap the cheapest thing you can get your hands on is chips and curry sauce you know it's chips and cheese oh, wow. it's yeah. I, 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 right I think my hormones were up the spout for so long my first job after university was at this architects like just doing admin and I'd have an entire French stick every single day and a bowl of soup isn't that mad? Like a full size, the sort of one you'd see in a cartoon, someone in a tandem, and it'd be in the poking out the basket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every single day, sometimes filled with cheese, always butter, and always a bowl of soup. Are you dipping it into the soup? Well, I'm dipping it in. Yeah. Are you dipping it without breaking it? So it's sort of <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm filling it with cheese and butter, and then the soup as well. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I asked my friend that. I can't get over that. I know. A baguette is like half the length of a person. I know. And I was just stuffing it in. You can't eat that. I did. I threw away the tiny ends. You're, you can't eat half your body length a day of bread. Well, I bloody did. I had four chocolate. When I worked at a different place, I had four chocolate bars a day. What were those chocolate bars? Let's get into it. What were the chocolate bars? Well, you know, it's a merry little mix-up, isn't it? But Mintero <laughs> springs to mind. Snickers. Are we talking Snickers? Oh, God, lovely if you can get your hands on one. If that's in the yeah. vending machine. <laughs> yeah, of course Snickers. Of course Snickers. <laughs> What about a crunchy? You, you, you chucking a crunchy in there? Now and again, but it's not a regular staple. 
You can't have them too much. No. But, and also, I think a full crunchy is too much. A crunchy should be shared with a friend. Tell that to Baguette Woman. <laughs> full crunchy, full baguette. The best Christmas present I ever got. My dad uh, used to have a company that sort of made printing ink. That's what he did. And when I was about 12, he was doing the printing ink for uh, Cadbury snack bars. Remember those? Mm. Yes. Yes. Squares. Oh, yeah. Yellow. Yellow square. <laughs> yeah. I got a full box of 24 Cadbury snack bars underneath the, the Christmas tree. To this day, the best gift I ever got. Wow. Yeah. I still remember that. It's like my ha- probably my happiest day. Wow. I'm 20 years on. Anyway. It's so bleak, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite bleak. You said it, Luke. <laughs> That's your happiest memory. <laughs> Well, you've had two kids since then. <laughs> and you got married. Yeah, two so, kids and, and 24 Cadbury snack bars. You've got the numbers there, Luke. Right, okay, so once you have tw- we need 22 more kids to mm. call it even. Exactly. Okay, so you're having curry sauce and chips. That's your, your, your 2 a.m. order. You, you, you're never tempted by chips, hummus in a pitta. That's quite a nice thing. Oh, yes, I did have that, actually. Thanks for reminding me, chips, hummus and pitta. Yeah, would, would do again. Sorry, I have another question. <laughs> is it about sausage rolls again? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a, so, so you eat it on the way to the car. <laughs> the baguette mm. in, the, in the office. I thought this might be playing on your mind, yeah. Yeah. You were in an office, and it was a normal office, and, the, and, you, and you brought your baguette in. Did you go to the kitchen in the office to butter the baguette? So it was me and my friend. I'm still friends with my boss, and my boss was called Rebecca, and now we're friends. And I did fact check it with her. And she's like, yeah, I did think it was mad, actually. So she could see me the whole time. So she know. Like, so the kitchen's like a few steps away from the thing. Sometimes I didn't eat all the baguette at once. I'd have a little breather and then go back at like an hour or so later. You absolutely had a reputation in that place as the person who ate the, the full baguette. You know, that's just to be clear, that's what everyone was saying yeah. about you, that you were the woman who ate the, the full baguette. You can't sack me for eating a baguette. And I also imagine you walking, every, walking in every day, holding it horizontally so it snaps on the door as you come in and everyone knows <laughs> And then twisting it vertically yeah. and it's still too tall. Never remember <laughs> Yeah, you were a baguette lady. You were the, you were the baguette weirdo. I love that. Though. Terrible at filing, but lovely at eating. <laughs> Crumbs everywhere. <laughs> let's let's move on to one of the things we let's. always talk about: takeaway disasters. Uh, have you ever, or it doesn't have to be a, a takeaway or a meal disaster? Is, is there a particular meal or takeaway disaster? You haven't got time for my meal disasters. Oh, please take it. Take it. Do as many as you want. We, we love them. No, I'm just so hit and miss with cooking. Every time I fill it, f- follow a recipe, it's a disaster. But then if I make something up, it's quite good. But now I've got such a reputation for not being able to cook. It's very unfair because now and again, I'll strike gold. But there's been so many disasters that no one trusts me. So you've got a reputation of not being able to cook. I, I thought from your love of food that you actually were... You could cook. No. Sorry, I, I've misunderstood that. Ah, you can't. <laughs> no, but spread some rumours, did it? <laughs> <laughs> so how badly has it gone then? What, what would be an example of a disaster? Well, in HE, what's it called? Home economics, yeah. We made a cake and I got and I bought salt instead of sugar. So I made it all perfectly and the cake looked lovely and we bit it in and it was like poison cake. And it's just gone worse from there, really. What? Yeah, it's just, I'm not very good. But it, ordering takeaways, I'm quite good at, actually. I just really get at that. I really shine. Do you think you've mastered your ordering technique? Uh, you just shout down the phone, don't you? <laughs> shout down the phone. There we go. That's it. That's it. But I'll tell you one thing we do, we, we, I would be interested in, and, and it's something we've actually asked all of our guests. People who are good at ordering have a very specific view of what they want from 
either a McDonald's, mm. a KFC, which probably won't count for you, or a Domino's. This is your ultimate order from one of those restaurants. Your guilty pleasure. Your guilty pleasure order. Okay. What are you going for? McDonald's. I used to go to this skate park thing with, and then we used to get a McDonald's on the back because we'd been skating for like three, four hours. So we were like, this is deserved. And that's when it's nice. But I forgot my yeah. order. Oh, it's just a fake burger. Just a fake burger and chips. Fake burger. Is that what you ask for when you go in? I'll just get a fake burger. I'm not going to lie. I don't think you've been to a McDonald's. No, I have. I have. <laughs> uh, I'd like a fake burger and uh, chips, please. Okay. All right. Once I did go in, once I did go to in, into McDonald's and I hadn't, I hadn't been in Vage, I don't usually shop there. <laughs> and I went in, they had all the screens and I was like, Oh, what's going on with these? And everyone thought I was so posh because I didn't know what I was doing in McDonald's. They were like, oh, who's the lady? Because I was like, oh, what are all these screens? What do we do now? And everyone, I think basically everyone thought I was a turnip. But I did go, I did have a run of going after the XC in Hemmore Hempstead. No, I'm just trying to prove that I went. <laughs> the XC yeah, yeah, yeah. is opposite a McDonald's drive through I didn't know what I was doing with the drive through It's an absolute disaster, but we figured that out in the end. I said a fake burger, chips, and a Diet Coke. Lovely stuff. And what do you get when you ask for a fake burger? They get, you, get a, you get a vegetarian burger. Mm. Not like a knockoff burger. No, no, it's, no. It's, it's a, okay, fine. Okay, good. There's <laughs> someone just in an alleyway behind, sticking yeah. together. <laughs> it's similar. Shut your eyes, don't think about it. <laughs> what about Domino's? What about, yeah, but let's Domino's. Domino's, I don't like. I, would, I haven't ordered from Domino's or KFC. I'm not very good like that, sorry. Oh, I did once order from Domino's. Hang on a minute. They've got loads of fake meat stuff now, though. They do, yeah. I had, like, like, loads of crap, and then afterwards, you're like, oh, great, I can get all the stuff. So you go a bit mad, and then afterwards, you're like, that doesn't feel good. You've enjoyed your sushi today. Mm, I have. Do you feel satisfied with the takeaway that you ordered? I really do. Although, oh, okay. the whole time since we've been talking, I've had one bit of seaweed stuck in my oh. back tooth. And oh, no. I've been trying to sort of get at it. When we get off the call, I'll be really pleased to get that out. Yeah. Is that gross? If you've got like a, a shard of baguette, you could probably sort of scrape it out with that. If you've got one of those knocking around. <laughs> um, final question mm. uh, before you leave us. And Lou, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for my dinner. Are there things about takeaways that annoy you? Yeah. Are there any takeaway gripes you have? The packaging. Stick it in a cardboard box and yeah. call me thankful. That's it, actually. <laughs> you know, pizza boxes, it doesn't always work. You actually can't recycle pizza boxes. That's the misunderstanding. So, Because um, anything that's been saturated by oil and everything like that basically can't be recycled. So that needs to be sorted out as well. So there needs to be some kind of membrane inside mm. the pizza, which is stopping the box from getting saturated, which means you can recycle it. Which can't be plastic. Yeah, and then the other thing is just to try and sort out the salt and sugar quantities, you know? Yeah. And get rid of the codes, God's sake. Get rid of the codes. <laughs> Let me pay in cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, let me pay in, <laughs> in cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. What a lovely, what a lovely um, chat. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Lou. Hey, Lou, you've got a show coming up on the 21st, haven't you? Mm. The 21st of April. What's the show? Where is it? Big wigs, big teeth. It's me and Luke McQueen doing like a sort of variety sort of panel show, really. We're going to be in big wigs and big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> with a tiny bit of seaweed caught behind one of the big teeth in the back yeah so that's at the Pleasance in Islington on the 21st of April April 
Lou, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for my dinner. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Contact the show on Twitter at Fave Takeaway Pod or Instagram on My Favorite Takeaway Podcast. You can email us with your stories of takeaway woe, gripes, your worries on hello at my favorite takeaway podcast.com. The fantastic Lou Sanders there. What a hilarious person. Absolutely love that chat, Sim. Yeah, well, she's completely mad with the full baguette, isn't she? Insane. <laughs> I mean, that is insane. The mind boggles. Insane. I don't get it. I think for my own dignity, if I was taking a full baguette into work, I'd have to break it down into at least five tiny segments. A sawn-off baguette. Yeah, a sawn-off baguette, exactly. <laughs> and then, then at worst, people would think, did I eat, see him eating a bit of baguette earlier? Oh, he's just eating a bit more bread. No, and then hopefully they wouldn't sort of piece it all together and at the end of the day go, wait a second, that was a full baguette. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the sort of stuff written up on the wall like it's sort of one of those crime dramas. Oh, wait a second, <laughs> fitting the photos together. <laughs> yeah, but I would. I think the idea of walking with a full baguette feels just so embarrassing. But I love that she did it. Here's the thought. If any listeners have very embarrassing office takeaway or office food disasters, send us and we would love to read them out. That is a great question. We're looking for your takeaway, crazy takeaway names that you've seen around where you live. And also, as Sim has just pointed out there, some sort of embarrassing food-based things you do at work that you want to get off your chest. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed the show. Leave us a five-star review. It has such an impact. It really, really helps. And uh, we can't wait to join you next week. Have a lovely week, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 